What's the one thing that if you have this thing flowing in your life, everything else starts to elevate? What's the one thing that's a must to have a deep, fulfilling life? It's love. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur and you're going on this journey, you know the ripple effect of having an intimate, loving relationship with someone you feel is your best friend, someone you feel like they get you, they're open to you, you're open to them. So what is the challenge here? The challenge is that having a loving relationship means a lot of vulnerability, the vulnerability that can lead to rejection or judgment or pain and heartbreak. So how do you navigate that? How do you navigate finding and developing that loving relationship that your heart really desires? That's why we have Joanne Sapers here. Joanne is going to share with you her experience of, well, her immense experience of just learning how to develop relationships, learning not only how to find the key match that you're after, but also how to develop and experience that level of love that you really want to see in your life. So you're going to experience a bit more of Joanne and her story, but what she's going to explain is how she died for four minutes and was able to really in that time experience what divine love really is and bring that back down to this 3D plane along with a lot of other skills that you'll hear about. So what you're going to learn here is one, how to really attract and find that soulmate, that one you're meant to be with. And two, what are some red flags along the way? Some red flags to look out for so that you know you end up with the right person. And three, once you're in a relationship, how do you remove some of the past wounds of your relationships so you can start experiencing that level of love that you really want to see in your life? So yes, I'll connect you with Joanne. Her links are going to be below. And it's here, of course, where you help elevate consciousness through the success of your spiritual business. So if you are a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe, support the content. I'll see you in the Facebook group, The Serving Circle. We can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back, online family. We've got an awesome, awesome guest here. Joanne Sapers, or the lady of love is what I like to sort of refer to her because we all know on the entrepreneurial journey as we're developing our businesses, we want to have a fulfilling life. And if it's interesting or compelling to you to have a fulfilling life, love is involved. Love's always involved. Relationships are always involved. We're not here to do this journey alone. And I feel anytime we can learn some new tips, tricks, tools to open up our heart, develop deeper relationships, have a deeper level of intimacy with those we feel called to. It just aids the business journey. It aids everything else. It's like all, you know, how the saying of um, the tide, all tides rise, uh, rise all boats. Then it's sort of like this, the more love you're flowing in, you have flowing in your life, 
everything else benefits your health, your emotions, your, uh, your business, finances, everything. So that's what I found. So Joanne, first of all, welcome. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me as your guest. And I am really happy to be here. It's like my heart's pounding. That's good. <laughs> because good. love is so important. And just to be able to speak about it and it just feels so right. Yeah. So right at this time and always. Beautiful. Let me uh, let me give the audience a bit of an understanding. You've got a quick bio here, but I'll give you everyone a bit of an indication of what you do. So she's described herself as lifetime spiritual practitioner, a certified coach. Speciality is love relationships. You're also a Reiki master for 15 years and you've completed over 30 physical and emotional self-development programs, right? With the studying and receiving of coaching, all those different things. So you've got a lot of experience under your belt. You've got a lot of, uh, a lot of passion with helping people your group. So you have a Facebook group. It is called reignite the intimacy and create the relationships you desire. So I'll put all the links to all of your stuff below so people can reach out. Um, but my first question as always is understanding, okay, what's your story? How did you get into being called and compelled to help people with love develop deeper levels of love and intimacy in their relationships? What's your journey been like? What's your story? Thank you for asking. And what I can tell you is it wasn't the kind of journey that could say everything went smoothly. For example, <laughs> married four times, engaged twice at the hands of one person that I was engaged to. His intention was to kill me. I died for four minutes and I came back. So I, I saw the light and I was told it's not your time, Joanne. You have service to do. And that's when I was 40 years old. So that's a piece that, that really shares that I didn't know what I was doing. That's why I do what I do now. There was a part of me that I had blocked out. And if I can share that briefly, it will explain the, and because the healing is the most important part of this. From birth to 10 years old, I was being abused by my grandmother's maid and I blocked that out. And that was physically, emotionally, and sexually. I blocked that piece out. And because of that, Tyson, I felt unworthy. So I was looking for love always on the outside. I was always looking to hear somebody tell me that I was lovable and worth loving and beautiful and you name it, I wanted to hear it. And because I didn't know how to feel it about myself for a long time, I ended up having some very unhealthy relationships. And that, I was a seeker. I've always been a seeker, I still am. A seeker, a dreamer, loving love, loving life. And I always had hope. And that's why I do what I do because I believe and love my dad that passed at 99 years young. He loved love. He loved my mother. He called her. They were married 72 years. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just know that it's so important that if somebody, if a woman, and because I love working with women, because obviously as a woman, it just, it touches my heart when I can have someone have hope again, when they are dreams, because that's what it's all about, that they can open their heart again. And they were afraid to. 
because they didn't want what happened before. They didn't want to repeat being, you know, attracting the wrong person again, you know, whatever it is that their story is. When I can help them to find, because they want to, to find the love of their life and to, and to have that love as part of their life and to feel beautiful on the inside and outside and to have healthy boundaries, oh my God, fills me with such gratitude and joy. I love it. Well, yeah. talk, talk to me a little bit about your, your story here of feeling unloved, attracting the wrong relationships. When thinking back, what sort of, what sort of story do you tell yourself? Did, do you feel like that'll happen for you to develop these sort of passions and skills or for you to learn certain lessons? Looking back, what's the sort of meaning that you attach to all of these sort of uh, challenges you ran up against? It's a great, that's a great question, because in the past, when I would think about one of my past relationships, it was always about what he didn't do exactly right. I didn't know how to really, and I thought I was owning my part. I was so far from connecting to anything that was my part. So the gift to me is really learning how to forgive, mm. to forgive myself and to forgive myself in a place of witnessing and observing. You know, what I've learned from you, so, and yet I've had, like you said, over 30 programs and coaching and this and that and licenses and everything. The piece about being able to observe myself with love, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. And in truth, the less comfortable it is, the deeper it's within my subconscious. And like you say, it wants to be seen. And I add the words, it wants to be loved. Mm. It wants to be received. And it wants to know that it had a place in my life, that that's why it was there. And now it's a little bit in the way, you know, that's, <laughs> and I can honor it and say, I don't need you anymore, this part of me anymore. I can love it and it may show up again especially as I keep moving deeper and deeper into my dreams. That's when it tends to show up again and again and again. And just the gratitude to know it's safe to feel because when I was going through that, I literally literally blocked out feelings like very intentionally because it wasn't safe to feel. I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown mm. if I ever felt anything other than happy. I could be happy or I could cry. And that in between was really difficult for me. And now I have the rainbow of feelings. Great. Awesome. Beautiful. Which means you have the, you, you uh, providing unconditional love to the rainbow of, of sides of you, the rainbow of emotions, the rainbow of everything that wants to be expressed in yourself. Obviously this leads to a deeper level of unconditional love for yourself. Um, so congrats on doing the work and congrats on having the courage to to look in and see what your mind doesn't want to see, but really what your heart's guiding you to love more. Um, I think it's, it'd be really cool for everyone to understand where the turning point was for you. So if you were attracting relationships that weren't healthy, you were, you, you were, you thought you were doing your part, but looking back, you're really like, you know, it was unhealthy for me as well. What happened with the turning point was a turning point when you did die for four minutes and you started to have that 
awakening process or was it before that what what was the sort of turning point for you that says okay i'm not doing this in a in a heartfelt effective way to then like oh my god i need to learn a few things i would like to say it was that that the turning point was when my life was quote unquote supposed to be over and i came back and that's not when it was so that was when i was about 40 when i was turning 50 and i married my fourth husband it was really in that relationship and there were a lot of parts that were not that healthy and yet the part that was healthy was with him because he was extremely intuitive and a medium and we did lucid dreaming together I learned how to really understand about my inner beauty and I learned how to forgive a lot of parts of my past, not like where I am today. That was the beginning. And it was part of the unhealthy part of that relationship that helped me to grow beyond. And I don't know if that makes sense. It's probably not that clear, uh, but that's what it wasn't. In, it wasn't like, aha, you know what? I got it. It wasn't that at all. I wish it was. And yet I know everything has ha happened then and is happening now in the perfect way. Uh -huh. you know? So again, for me, it, it, it comes to being willing now to look at something within me without judgment. You know, I'm going to judge a little bit and then I get to forgive. I forgive so quickly, Tyson, whether it's for me or someone else, my judgment, my judging someone else, they're judging me something going on in my life and I wanted it to go a certain way so the level of attachment to what happened on the outside of this world I'm way less tuned into than I am my inner being and my relationship with the divine so you know that's really probably what did happen is the relationship that I had with spirit when it came to coming back into body was stronger than ever before mm. and just keeps getting stronger and stronger and deeper. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that experience? Cause I'm, yeah. I'm just curious when, when I'm learning anything about, um, you know, near death experiences and these sort of, uh, I would love stories to. people have, uh, what, what was that? What was it like? What was the, what was the experience? What, what was the, what did you see, feel, hear? Um, give us a good old, a good old story there of what, what the experience was. I like. would love to, cause I don't think I've ever talked about this part of it to that level. So I remember that I finally, that I was ready and I said, yes. So what ready meant to me is I was in like within two minutes without getting into any of the details, I had totally made peace, Tyson, with every part of my life. Like this calm came over me. And it wasn't like, hold on, I have one more thing to think about. It's like, if this is my time, I have made total peace in the way, this way, to leave Earth as the form and to move forward. You know, so... I remember, you know, I haven't thought about that for so long. I remember that inner peace. It was so quiet. Quieter than any silence I've ever heard before. So that's interesting. So thank you for asking that part. 
And what happened was the only way that I know it was four minutes that I was out of my body is that was communicated to me when I came back. And when I left my body, I was out and I saw that white light and it was so bright and it encompassed every part of my body so I no longer felt my body. I was as one as one could imagine with that light. Like there was literally no separation. It's not even like that was my aura. And it wasn't even like there were chakras around my body. It was like there was just one. And I was part of it. And I literally heard, I remember saying, and whether it was saying it or just feeling it, you know, I'm not sure of that, but it was, I'm ready, here I am. You know, it was, it was very basic. It wasn't very, very poetic or anything. And it feels like there was a space there, like, like a clarity moment. And it almost feels like I heard, like I heard it's not your time. Almost like, no, this is not supposed to happen for you at this moment. That's, that's what it felt like. And when they said to me, you have service to do, it didn't, it didn't connect. You know what I mean? Because all I was doing in my life before that was trying to feel worthy, trying to understand, trying to not, I was so involved with lack, with not having, because I wanted the outside world to feed me. And the only thing that can really feed us is our soul and our spirit. So when I heard that it's not your time, what happened then is like a very soft, I can just go like this, because this is the energy I felt. It was like a soft pillow, like a cloud, dropping me gently. Like there was no, like one of those scream, um, <laughs> things with the amusement ride where you like, like this. It was so soft. And I landed in my body, like home. Like I felt, you know, and I've heard other people's stories. I felt totally at peace in my body. Now I still, because I have, I had very strongly disassociated myself with my body because of what I went through. And I still had forgiveness work to do around that. I can just tell you that I was home. I can tell you there was a change in my heart because from that moment on, I can literally feel the way someone's heart wants to talk to them. And I do that with my clients that brings me such gratitude that I just feel like crying for that because what a gift that is mm -hmm. to receive that, to be able to share that. And of course, I always ask permission. And so my client, they've given me permission, you know, because that's what they want. And it's like, oh my God, like we just don't know how amazing we are as human beings. We don't know the level that's out there for each one of us to not just serve others, but you serve our soul. Serve our soul Tyson, in a way that is beyond anything. Like when I just close my eyes, I can feel that and I can feel, I can see, and I can, I can feel the calm of that bright white light. 
of being totally out of body. So that's why for me, and you help me a lot when it comes to grounding, <laughs> it's easy for me to fly away. I always say that. And, you know, that part of me, I say, well, that, part, that feminine part of me, I can just go fly everywhere. <laughs> yeah, your so, message here is very similar to Anita Morjani, who has the book Dying, Dying to Be Me, I believe it's called. And she explains her whole journey of um, her near-death experience and coming back into her body. And if anyone knows the story, just a miraculous healing of the cancer she had in her body and realized it was all energy. But her main lesson coming back here is cherish your own magnificence. If you can come, if you can see life in a way where you truly cherish that magnificence, you're, you feel more at harmony with life, with yourself. You see the more beauty in it. And that's exactly what you're describing here. And I think this is such an important topic when it comes to love and relationships is seeing the beauty in it, seeing the beauty in yourself, the magnificence in yourself, the magnificence in you getting to communicate and connect with someone at a deep level and seeing the how much of an enriched experience that is and just cherishing that is so cool. Um, I guess my question for you would be, well, I got a couple of questions. One, I really want to, um, I really want to dive into where do you think most of the challenges come from? Where do you think some of the main challenges that you've seen in your clients in, in the barriers for feeling that magnificence between people and that love between people, what are some of the main challenges that you've seen in, in coaching your clients? Good question. I mean, and this is true with just about every single client I've worked with. The way we are so deeply attached to our stories, our stories of our past, especially our childhood, especially having to do with the way we were raised by a mom, a mom and a dad, being in a foster family, feeling, and, and I believe some abuse, whether it is quote unquote little or big it's all big because anything that happens to us as a human that feels like a violation i believe that we have to have a story so we can feel safe in it mm. and it's about releasing that story and feeling safe to release the story which i see with my clients is the biggest challenge mm. like you have to be willing to forgive to be able to reach that level of magnificence of this desire of attracting a healthy partner. Mm. Because we attract what's going on within us. And that's why I attracted what I did. <laughs> and they're wonderful people, they're wonderful souls. I wasn't a great partner. Again, until my 50s, I didn't even, well, probably till I was 60, I couldn't really see my part because I felt so guilty about not being the best that I could have been. And a lot of my clients feel like, how did I attract this man? He wasn't nice to me. Why didn't I, why didn't I protect myself? Why didn't I, why did I waste so many years? Because a lot of my clients are 50 and over. And why did I stay in a marriage when it was so unhealthy? Why didn't I believe that I deserved more? 
Wow. So what you're describing here is when something traumatic happens or something that offers a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pain, we develop a story in order to stay safe. We develop a story in order to make sense of it in order to protect ourselves or in order to keep our, you know, keep us from feeling safe, keep us feeling some level of maybe some significance or enoughness. And we, we hold on to certain stories to keep us safe, but that are also when held on to limit us from really experiencing deep levels of love. Cause that's what it is. Deep levels of love. You can't have deep levels of love without vulnerability, right? Without openness, without connection, without that communication piece, in order for you to open your heart in that way and, and feel that deep level of love, you have to be vulnerable, right? And so you have to to release those stories to be vulnerable. And you have to be ready to really honor your partner. Like that is such a difference in this relationship than any of my others. I love and adore Dave. Like, oh my God, he's my best friend. I can't wait to wake up with him. I can't wait in the middle of the night when we both wake up and we just say, I love you. And, you know, you're, you know, you're, what's going on, you know, and he'll say whatever he's going to say. Like, all right, sweet dreams, honey. You know, just checking in, you know, and all with love, not with any form of quote unquote codependence, wanting the best for each other. I want to grow. And I chose a partner that, has different dreams than I do around that, but he knows that I'm I'm open to growth, right? That's that's why I'm here. And if that wasn't something that he was comfortable with, I wouldn't be with him. So it's really getting clear for each one of us what's so what's so important to us. Like you said, that magnificent part of Tyson, like who is who is he emerging to be and that's going to always open up deeper deeper and deeper and you want to be with a partner that says hey you know what i love that side of you that's what you know i i love who you are even that you know of course we're not going to choose every single part of what a partner is but we can respect and we can honor and we can know we're not here to change anybody we're not waiting you know so many times people are waiting I'm, you know, I'm waiting for him to see if he's going to do this better or different. And then I'll know whether we can stay together or then we know we can continue dating. It doesn't work that way. You know, I don't want to change to please somebody else. If I'm changing, it's because I'm getting that message from within and it's from my soul and it's from my heart. I guess that. Well, you're touching upon a really important question that many people have. Is there any signs that you think ways in which people know they're in the right relationship? They know they're in a relationship that's ex- expansive for them, that's expansive for their heart and for their soul, the one they're meant to be in. Is there any sort of any sort of signs or things you look out for that indicate, hey, this is the person that you're meant to be with, or this is the person you're not meant to be with? Yes. So I call them the red flags for my clients. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, got it. And they'll tell me, and sometimes they don't want to tell me that. And then they'll tell that to me a couple of weeks later. And it's this giant red flag. But they want so much to be loved. So the part, when, when it feels, when you feel like the parts of you that you love, when you feel that your partner or the person you've just met 
whatever way it's going, when they appreciate you for what you really love about yourself. And that's why that part of really knowing yourself and knowing the parts that you love about you, when you see that your partner, not just see it, feel it, intuit, and say, you know, hey, he or she really loves that I love the zest for learning or that I care about how I eat or that this excites me. And they love me. They love to see that I'm excited. They love me to be happy because I love to be happy. Like, I don't like to live in drama. You know, I don't want to stay in crap. I just don't want to. I'll go there. I'll go there from the meditation for the healing, but I don't need to be in that state if I don't want to be there. And so if you're with a partner and your partner really likes to fix you and you're not wanting to be fixed, you're wanting to experience life on your own, that wouldn't be a great partner. You know, so it can be a challenge when you meet somebody because you really want to be clear what's important to you. Does that make sense? So it's really important to know yourself, first of all. Yeah. Appreciate and love those things about yourself and then choose a partner who also loves the things for, that you love in yourself. If they're trying to fix you, trying to change something about you, then that's a red flag. Or if you want to change something about them. Yes, exactly. You know, and that's where with a lot of my clients, the challenge comes in. It's not about, it's like, well, he's really great, except, and I already know that exception is really big for them. And they want to kind of whitewash it <laughs> mm -hmm. and blur it out a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's say and someone has, let's say someone has a relationship where they have preferences where let's say someone may be a morning person and someone may be an evening person, or maybe they prefer to watch certain shows and not others, or they, one of them's, you know, what's very common is one's more messy than the other, or maybe one person um, loves to, take walks and has certain um, characteristics of what they do for the exercise and not the other person. And what, at what level do you go into this and say, Oh, that's something that I feel like I want to change in them, but I can kind of accept if I wanted to, where, where is there a certain line you draw at trying to figure out, is this something that I'm trying to fix them? Or is this me just having a preference and saying, that's what I would prefer. If in your heart, it's your heart message. So if you're looking at this person, God, I really love this person. I really like this person a lot. I just wish that they would really want to wake up with me and watch the sun rise because that's so important to me. Or I wish that they wanted to take a little bit better care of themselves because that's number one for me. I, you know, I really care about how I take care of myself from the inside out. Or I really, you know, and yet this person is really happy with the way they're doing things. So if for you, it's so important, because I have clients that it's so important that they want someone to be on that spiritual journey with them. That if, they're, if that person isn't on that journey, it might be, it, it may not work. So it's different for everybody. It's, it's about really getting connected to what you want in your partner because you're not looking for an identical you. You're both going to come into it with gifts for each other.
Mm. You know, as in my relationship, Dave is not someone that will talk, doesn't, doesn't talk about spirituality, right? It's not his thing. (laughs) Yet in the morning, when I wake up, I'm meditating, he'll put his hand right on my leg while I'm meditating. And I'll put my hand on his, and my other hand might be facing that way. And it's just love, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm so grateful to have you as my partner. Mm. And he's not going to talk to me while I'm meditating, like whether it's an hour, two or whatever it is. So that me is what I want. I don't want a partner that does spiritual as me. It would exhaust me. <laughs> so for everybody, it's different. Mm-hmm. For everyone, it's different. And I think at different ages, it's different. You know? Um, and I, like you were saying, the most important part is getting to know you in this present time. How can you serve you? What is it, you know, what parts of you do you want to get to know better? What would you like to release? You know, you were talk- we were talking about the forgiveness. So you can be in that expansion place. So you can let go of any of your old stories that aren't really serving you anymore. And maybe the person you're meeting has let go of their old stories. So that's an expensive person for you to be with. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think what you touched upon in terms of being in a relationship where you have gifts for each other, you allow each other to grow is really important. So I I love learning about relationships and I love learning about the different types of levels you can have in a relationship where one of them where a lot of us always start out is really understanding what you want and so like i want to get into a relationship because of what i want i want this and that and whatever it can sort of grow and evolve into you know more of a we like an exchange i'll i get what i want i'll give you what you want and it's sort of this exchange but really a, a heightened level level three is where you you develop a relationship where you just love you you allow love to flow through and it's like an expansion of love itself it's an expansion it's like your decisions and actions aren't necessarily my preference or your preference but it's like what's best for love in general as we grow and as we heighten our level of consciousness collectively on this planet and let's use this relationship for that i think in order to do that you need to have a partner that triggers what you're not seeing in yourself like almost enhance the healing that you can't do alone and you for them as well is that sort of the way you would also explain an expansive relationship absolutely and i love what you were saying and the other piece that i think about is people always talk especially people around my age they'll talk about giving up like i don't want to give up what i've worked so hard for well, if you're going to feel like that, then obviously that's the wrong relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because it's not about that. And it's not about compromise. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever compromising. I feel it's for the good of love. Mm. You know, um, and the other part is it's really nice when you know you can be perfectly imperfect. So you what for me, it's really healthy to be with a partner that you can screw up and it's just as wonderful as when you do things exactly the way you'd like them to turn out because they're just the outside stuff. It's just what we're learning about. It, it's, it's all part of that journey. Like you're saying with the couple, 
it's fascinating to have a partner and you were saying you're going to bring out different aspects of yourselves with each other that if you were by yourself that wouldn't come up mm -hmm. powerful stuff hey i think i need to go back for another another question because i know a lot of people are probably listening thinking what are some of more of the red flags so okay, do you have, do you have anything <laughs> do you have anything in mind of things people need to look out for obviously that one around if you're trying to fix them they're trying to fix you is definitely a red flag is there anything in anything in mind that you have as some key red flags people really need to pay attention to let me think because i work with a lot of clients that are back in the dating mm -hmm. and they've been married or they've been in long-term relationships so they're coming in already like this. Yeah. Like, okay, this is, I definitely want a relationship and they couldn't be tighter, right? Yeah. Because they're scared. So the red flag is that when you're talking to someone, instead of being like this, Tyson, you're, you're like that. Or instead of being with your hands down, you know, you're listening. When all of a sudden in your body, you're getting messages because our bodies are here for that. That's what they do. They give us messages all the time. And trust is the biggest thing, the biggest red flag. And I have a lot of clients that meet someone dating online as well as organically. And when it comes to online, and I met, I met Dave online, so I can talk from experience. And I was just there for two weeks. So I wasn't there for that long. But my clients that have been there, there's a lot of people that aren't who they say they are. So I'm going to just say what I recommend because it might help somebody. I recommend you do a face-to-face. -face. You do some kind of video chat. If they say they don't do it, you don't get, you don't get to know them. Mm -hmm. You talk on the phone and then... You do the video chat and then you decide. Yeah. So if you feel like you have to investigate the person, that's a red flag. Okay. If you feel like you have to start asking your friends what they think, red flag. Okay. And some red flags are because you don't trust. And that's where, as a coach, it may not really be a red flag. It may be that you're so scared. Maybe this guy is really good for you. And you got, and your natural way was to be with someone that wasn't that healthy. So you'd be more comfortable with the unhealthy person mm -hmm. because that's what you know. So you, so you may not be able to get that message. So I, I know I'm saying a few different things. No, it's perfect. But, you know, so when you, so obviously when you're getting back out and dating, like you said, if you, if, especially if you work with women who are, you know, in their fifties and may have been married before, they may have been in past relationships, they could come into it a little bit fearful, uh, a bit scared and physically closed off, you know, tense with approaching a new relationship. And then even if they're doing it, if they're doing it with the intention that they have a bit of fear and they're a bit scared, then there may be some things to work through there. And that could be a red flag because no matter who they meet, they're probably going to not be able to open up and have that, have that connection. So there's that one. There's also the, uh, the trust is, is a red flag. In fact, if you have lack of trust within 
meeting someone, you feel like you need to investigate, you feel like you need to ask your friends, you feel like, you know, you're not too sure about this, then that may be a red flag. There could be some work to do internally for the, you know, to, to understand some patterns that are leading to mistrust, or it could literally be your intuition saying, Hey, this isn't the person, the person for you. So is that way you describe it? Exactly. And the part of being able to trust yourself is where it's really tricky. So if you go into the dating and you're not willing to, you don't feel like you trust yourself, like you're really clear, I don't trust my judgment. That's going to be very difficult. And that's where dating comes in. Because I can actually little, I can feel things in people's photographs. I can feel quite intuitively there, mm. as well as hearing about the conversation, as well as hearing their voice. And I can ask questions that, that you may not ask yourself because I can feel a red flag because I can feel what your heart is saying. Mm. Such so, a good skill. And so if someone is wanting to get back out there and start dating, they can work on these things, ask themselves those questions. Do I trust myself? Do I trust my own judgment? Right? Am I? Am Let me I give open? you some questions. Yeah, great. Let me give you some questions they can ask. Cool. I'd love to do this. One, do I trust my own judgment mm -hmm. about, about love? Ask themselves, and am I, do I believe it's possible for me to meet the love of my life? If I do believe it's possible for me to meet the love of my life, am I willing to ask my heart questions when I'm meeting somebody so I can start to really intuit where I am here? You know, is this like you were saying, is this internal for me? I have some things to work on to allow someone really nice into my life. Mm -hmm. Or is that this, this person maybe not so right for me? We're not going to judge this person. We're just going to say not right for me. Because to be able to have the healthy boundaries, you have to know what you're feeling. You have to be able to accept love. You have to love yourself. And you have to stop judging yourself. And you have to be able to forgive yourself. And you have to lighten up. You know, I think, <laughs> and think of it as, I think that's for all areas of life. People need. Life. I think so. I think so. And and also, you just have to decide. You know, this is going to be fun. It's going to be an experiment, and an experience. And I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going. I, I'm just going to go with it. You know. So good. So there's some key questions if people are looking at getting back out there, dating, whether it's organically, online, these are some questions to ask yourselves, but you would always recommend, hey, if you're meeting someone online, then definitely get on the phone, get on video, see how it feels, know you can trust them before meeting them in person. Uh, any other things that you have in mind of, you know, if someone's getting out there and wanting to date, anything that they just sort of need to have as a, you know, a background conversation for themselves? Have an idea of how you wish to feel. 
So, and if you're feeling a little bit bored by the conversation, because I'll have a client to say, I was bored, but I still decided to give them a chance. Mm -hmm. They got bored even on the video and they still gave them a chance and met them on per in person and had coffee or whatever. And oh my God, were they bored. Like, listen, listen, this is nuts. It's meant, it's meant to quicken the experience by being clear how you wish to feel. Mm -hmm. If you really don't like someone's voice, that can be an issue. If you don't like their mannerisms, if you don't, if something is bothering you a lot, just say, you know, say, is it something that I need to be so perfect on? Is that what's bothering me about it? Or is this, like you were saying, you know, where is it coming from? This place of the red flag. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it to just give yourself a chance to love and to know that there is, I mean, there's absolutely, and I always say to my clients, not just one right person. There's out of 8 billion human beings, you know, there's way more than one right person for all of us. And to just really honor yourself and say, wow, I get to be with the love of my life. You know, I get to have life feel the way I wish it to. I get to come home and be welcomed with someone's hug, you know, whatever it is that somebody wants. I get to hold hands. I get to look into someone's eyes. I get to laugh together. I get, we get to cry together. We get to learn together, whatever it is. Any questions that come in your heart that around dating or love that I could answer for you that maybe I didn't? I think this is, uh, this is covered a lot. I think that's just the main challenge is having, um, having people open up, you know, having them open up to that sort of thing. That's what I've really been working on. Not only trusting around the process of finding love of having, um, having life guide me and always looking within to see what sort of vibration do I need to feel? Do I need to come from, um, but I think that's the journey. I think that really is the, um, the, 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 the ability to open up and receive love and deepen a connection with someone. You need to let go of a lot of stories and a lot of things that you may have as expectations or attachments or fears. That's the key. And I think if people enjoy that journey, you're not necessarily dependent on someone else giving you love, but you deeply love yourself and therefore it flows through you. And as a byproduct, you're able to uh, give someone what they really need and also yourself. So that's really what I feel is, uh, is the key and you know, the, the aspect of what you're highlighting here. Um, so is there anything else, anything else you feel needs to be shared experienced that you need to sort of let people know if they're getting out dating or they want to deepen their relationship or anything like that, anything you feel called to letting them know? Yeah, but, but so much of it is where that individual person is, how they're feeling about themselves, how they're feeling about themselves, what they're thinking about, their view on, their, on life. So much more because when a relationship isn't going well, 
we as humans tend to look at all the things that the other person isn't doing right. And yet, and that can make us feel worse, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a miscommunication or non-communication. And yet it's a call to allow each person to heal whatever it is that's going on. Because I've worked with clients then when they've, when they've healed their stuff, their relationship with their client, with their partner has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have story upon story upon story that way. And it's not that the partner changed and that they allowed themselves to really love themselves. And then they were able to love their partner for who that partner was because their partner was a good fit for them in those situations. I did want to thank you because so much of what I'm going through now, I have you to thank. And I just really wanted to share that because I'm working with you as with the paid group. And I'm just like so deeply grateful because as much as I've been working on my own feelings, the work that you do has helped me to go even deeper and to feel safer. And so, you know, that I get to give to my clients. I'm always, I'm always working with a coach mm-hmm. and my clients can always benefit from that mm-hmm. because I always want to grow, you know, and I'm growing so much. And, and it's not just on the business level that you're so good. It's that, that mindset of really learning how I feel inside. And my expansion is like, wow, I'm going to be able to serve in this world even greater because I'm working with Tyson and that's freeing me in new and expansive ways that I've dreamed of. I can't say I've never dreamed of them. I've dreamed of them and they're opening up. Mm. And that's huge. So thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. That's what happens when you, I mean, when we, you started deepening the work as, you know, I was guiding you through certain things for you to recognize where there were some aspects of yourself that you weren't necessarily seeing or wanting to see, or there was a form of resistance um, is really, it's really powerful. And it's, it's a kudos to you for having that courage. Cause I know a lot of people in the, if they're on the spiritual journey, if they're on their personal development journey, I find a lot of people can be doing their practices as a way to avoid themselves. Cause they don't want to feel certain emotions or they want to get rid of them or they don't approve of them. Um, you had the courage to really see where that was happening and where that was taking place and to really feel all aspects of your, like you say, all, all the rainbow and receive what's on the other side and no doubt the more you do that work and the the shifts you've made um has really it'll flow through to your business it'll flow through to your clients it'll flow through with your level of love and abundance and all those different things so it's good that you're seeing those shifts and it's good that you're you're making that um you're making that that transition but i think it's just a, a deepening process every single time uh and it's it's such a beautiful journey to be on it is. I was just thinking as you were saying that, I feel like I'm a rainbow in progress. <laughs> rainbow in progress. Right yeah. that down. Sometimes there's a storm first yeah. and then there's the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what it's all about. Well, um, I need to also ask if people want to reach out to you, if they want to connect, if they want to get to know more about you or reach out, uh, where's the best place for them to go? 
best place on Facebook. I show up as Joanne Love. Mm-hmm. My real last name is Sapers, rhymes with papers, S-A-P-E-R-S. And I have a YouTube, which is Pathways to Relationships. Mm-hmm. And I have a website that's www.pathwaystorelationships.com. And I would love to chat with anybody. You know, a conversation doesn't mean we need to work together. Maybe we're fit. Maybe we're not. Maybe I can help someone in one conversation. Or maybe they just have a few questions and they just would like to connect. Awesome. So anything I can ever do to help anybody, I'm grateful. Well, anytime someone's and I also, in your presence, it's important. My free, right, in my free private Facebook group, let me just... Bring that up again, because I would love if anybody would like to join. It's pretty new. Mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun in it. Yeah. And it is, let's see if I remember the title. Yeah, you have wrote it down, it's Reignite the Intimacy and Create the Relationship You Desire. You got right? it. Yay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the group where people can get to know about you, learn more about this, get some cool information. Uh, get some quick wins and and build momentum when it comes to their areas of love, dating, all those different things. Everything, absolutely. And again, if they want to have a conversation with me, I'd love it. Yeah, awesome. Well, like I said, anyone's lucky to get on a conversation with you, expand in, in your loving energy. There's always, whenever there's love, there's always that possibility and, and that expansion. There's always some things to awaken within ourselves. So anyone's lucky to get on the phone with you or have a chat on zoom or whatever way in which you want to do that. Um, is there anything else, anything else you feel called for some parting words that people just need to remember or embrace or embody any, anything that comes to mind? Absolutely. Anything in your heart that feels really positive, that it's like the type of thing when you're not feeling good and then something happens or you think about something, you get all excited about it that's what you want to keep expanding on because that's your true nature that's part of your gifts your talents and your treasures here on earth in a way to serve yourself and others Mm -hmm. beautiful joanne and it's easy thanks for being here this is awesome thank you tyson this has been wonderful it's been a joy and i'm so grateful to have you in my life so thank you my pleasure i'll see you next time on whatever call i see you on Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.